0: Hi, and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicle's podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Matt Kawahara, and today I'm joined by A's Director of Player Development, Ed Sprague. We'll talk about some of the prospects who have stood out in spring training, plus the state of the A's farm system, and what the plans are for this year's readjusted minor league season. All that and more now on A's Plus. Ed, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, first of all, I mean, it's, this is a, a different spring training for, for everybody, but how are, how are things different for you guys from the player development standpoint? Uh, minor league camp not going yet, uh, delayed minor league season and, and so forth. How, how are things different this year? Well, I mean, it's obviously
1: longer, you know, for, for our coaching staff and things like that. But for the most part, I mean, everything feels a little bit normal. Everything's a lot more spaced out in terms of uh, bringing players in and the protocols. There's a lot more individual work um with players and chances to you know create relationships with players I think it's been really actually good in that aspect of it because you have these smaller work groups on a daily basis so uh and that's been good and, and I think we'll probably kind of try to continue that with them when the minor leaguers get in here um just cuz we're kind of required to uh, so it'll be it'll be the same but different so they'll still get their
0: work in um but we'll just be doing it in smaller groups yeah. uh the the major league team made its first cuts the other day and uh Bob Melvin was, was kind of half joking. He said he told those guys to sort of like take a step back. Now you're in minor league camp. <laughs> there like there just isn't much difference right now with the guys who are who are actually in Arizona. But um when the season starts and the roster is pared down to to the twenty-six who are gonna be going to Oakland, what will happen with uh the rest of the guys who are in um who were in big league camp or, or still are and, and aren't gonna break with the team? Yeah, well we have the you have the outside.
1: Players will leave, um, you know, and they'll head to uh, to Stockton uh, for that outside situation. Then, then, we have a few remaining players that have been here that you know are mini campers that won't either make the big league club or make the outside team, and uh, they'll just have a couple of days off um, while the other minor leaguers getting here report, do their intake testing and in quarantine, uh, and then we'll start back up with pitchers and catchers uh, on about
0: the sevenths so have you guys landed on stockton as the alternate site location for this year
1: we have i hope i didn't speak out of turn. <laughs> I, like, I, I thought it had been but maybe it's not so yeah
0: scott emerson had said the other day that that was his understanding i don't, I don't know if it's like officially out there or not but it sounds like uh i mean th- that was going to be it was under consideration even last year i know before um San Joaquin County was having uh, you know, its its problems with um with coronavirus rates. But are there benefits to having um having the camp at uh at one of your affiliates places and Stockton in a place that you you guys know pretty well? Yeah, I mean it's obviously the proximity
1: to uh Oakland is the most important thing and You know, we were fortunate enough that, uh, you know, San Jose worked out really good for us last year um, when, you know, obviously the protocols of San Joaquin were going to allow us to do that. So, but yeah, we're we're happy to be back in Stockton, comfortable there, know the ballpark, know the environment, uh, and still obviously a short drive to Oakland.
0: Well, uh, Will the alternate site be operated similarly to last year? Obviously last year you know that uh, those guys are going to be there for sort of the 60-game season, whereas this year um, the AAA season was only delayed by a month. How does that sort of change how you run things um, at the alt site?
1: Well, uh, we don't have the opportunity to play games this year, um, so I think we're working on you know, being able to schedule some games with, with the Giants, if possible, up in Sacramento uh so it'll be a little bit different but they will have a little bit of competition um, but yeah, it's still an ultimate side it's still the the basis of it is to support the big league team for that first month uh and hopefully obviously the country continues to continues to heal and maybe we can get back on track uh come may that's the plan yeah
0: how valuable would that game uh action be just for this month? obviously that was the big thing that was missing for for all minor leaguers, but even the guys who were at the alternate site last year and able to get uh, get work in doing inter squads and stuff, but um, what's just the I guess the the leap in value of being able to play a different team uh, prospects from a different organization? Yeah, I just
1: think it's a heightened sense of focus anytime you're playing someone with a different uniform on. You know, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, you know, you can get your bats in, but you know when you get in there standing against somebody else, um, you know, a different uniform, it just it. Your focus gets better, and I think those those are obviously more important development at bats for people.
0: I think there was a you know there was going to be some question coming out of last year about just what sort of long lasting effects or lingering effects there would be of of not having a minor league season last year. From what you've seen from guys who were uh, particularly at the alternate site and are in camp this spring, um, what have you kind of observed about whether they came out of last year? Um, Looking like maybe maybe they didn't miss as much of a beat as was expected, or, or what's been sort of your read on the effects uh, short term at, at this point of of not having that minor league season last year?
1: It's hard, really hard to tell. But you know, I think like so most of the guys here that are here did participate in an outside alt site, so they did have some sort of action. Um, they seem to be in a in a normal spot come spring training. I mean, uh, Logan Davidson and Nick Al, a couple of the guys that were at the alt site, they look good. You know, swinging the bats well and and their bodies look like they're moving around well. They haven't, you know, they're not like getting blown away. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be interesting when we get this group together, the minor leaguers who've missed a whole season and we're, we're quite sure what they've been doing and everybody's been doing a little bit different. That's going to you're probably going to see a lot wider range of uh of things with those with those players. Right.
0: When are those players going to start arriving? I, I assume they have to go through sort of all the um, that intake process and everything like that. When When do those guys start getting to Arizona for camp?
1: Yeah, pitchers and catchers will get to Arizona on the thirty first, and then they'll intake test. Um, no, they get here on the third, I believe. Third intake test on the fourth, um, and then pitchers and catchers start on the sixth, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember exactly, but it, yeah, right around the first week of April. But they do, they'll do an intake test. And they'll quarantine until their uh, results come back.
0: Are those numbers restricted to? I know there's a limit the number of players you can have in big league camp, but for minor league camp, um, are, are you limited in numbers? And how are you going to sort of handle that from a, uh, a protocols point of view? Where um, I, I think you're still going to have to like stagger workouts and that kind of thing.
1: We are. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're we're a little bit used to it now. Because we did it last year in San Jose, obviously the numbers will be bigger, uh, but we have a bigger facility. So, um, you know, we just dealt with 75 players here in this camp uh, and how it was run. And we'll be at, um, I think we're gonna be at 120 players, so it's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we should be able to space it out. Uh, and we have, you know, we have about 15 days before our first game uh we only have three teams versus four teams uh so we're you know we still have another whole another wave of players that normally would come to spring training um that are going to wait until uh you know until the minor league teams leave for their season and we'll bring in those uh next wave of players that that would will play in arizona
0: oh so there's going to be sort of a third wave of players coming through then there will be yes all right um are you curious just to see uh, something that we were discussing before, just uh, what the, like, where everybody's at, uh, especially these guys who are coming into minor league camp who, who didn't play, uh, e- even at the alternate site last year and were kind of having to do their own thing, uh, for the most part? Are you just curious overall to see what the, um, what the effects of that sort of year has been? Yeah. I mean, some of these guys haven't
1: even played a game, I mean, ever in Pro yeah. ball, and they've been around for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. You know, I mean, obviously, you get to know these guys again and, uh, you know, get them ramped up to go out and play a season. they, You know, obviously, they've been out for a whole year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how guys, you know, hopefully you would think that with a year off, you would come in shape and you get ready to rock and roll. So
0: looking forward to it. The minor leagues look a little bit different um, this year, obviously. There are uh, changes for you guys with high A now being in Lansing, um, Stockton moving from high A to low A. What are the effects of, of that restructuring, if any, for you?
1: I don't think it really affects us much, um, to be honest with you. I think the biggest thing is probably the the scheduling that they've done with you know giving a, a day off a week to all the players, and the increased salaries, the increased um, you know buses and accommodations, food, all that stuff that's been restructured. So it should be a much better environment, a more consistent environment across all of minor league baseball uh you know with the the protocols or not protocols but the things that are in place with the new contract to, to make sure these players are are comfortable or fed well or paid well or better i should say um just so will be interesting and i think the expanded rosters is probably the, the biggest thing so uh there won't be you know panic when a couple of guys get hurt to have to get guys in and out and a lot of movement so you probably see a little less movement than a normal typical year um, but we'll
0: see how that plays out we'll be back with more with ed sprague right after this and remember you can access all of our ace coverage and much more with a subscription to the san francisco chronicle go to sfchronicle.com pod that's sfchronicle.com pod I'd like to ask you about uh, sort of a few of the, the prospects that we've seen in, in Major League Camp specifically. But first of all, looking at um, the system as a whole, uh, some of the, the national outlets who who do these rankings look at these type of things. Um, this year, the rankings for the, the A system are are relatively lower than I think in previous years. Baseball America uh, recently, I think, ranked it 29th out of the 30 teams in terms of overall talent and depth going into this season. Um, first of all, just what's your sort of response to those if if any?
1: Well, I mean they're they're I guess they're much better evaluators than I am. I haven't seen these guys in you know, for a year, so I don't know how they're doing their evaluations, but yeah, I, I understand it. I get it. Um, you know, we've been in a period where we've kind of graduated a lot of these guys to the upper levels um, and they're kind of got a little bit of time and ready to break through. Um, you know, we've picked a little bit later in the draft in the last couple of years, so you know that's the probably winning ninety seven games. We made some trades to enhance our big league club, you know, because we're in kind of a winning window right now. So I don't get caught too much in that at all. I mean, that's really more reading. You know, we're gonna take the players we have, and we feel like we have good players and talented players that have a chance to make it to the big leagues and impact our
0: our major league club. And so that's what we're gonna focus on. How would this is sort of a follow up that you've kind of touched on a little bit? But how would you just characterize the the state of the farm system right now, top to bottom, even? With the uncertainty of not having seen some guys in a year,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I like this. I like our shortstop position. I like our catching position. You know, we got a, a plethora of outfielders. Um, you know, we're probably a little light on you know mid-range starting pitchers. But uh, if you look at you know the size and the velocity of some of these guys that we've had, I think that's an increase in the past um, when well, I got here five years ago. Uh, we get, we got bigger guys. They're throwing harder. So, you know, we need to develop them and get them in the strike zone and get them out and producing some numbers. So, uh, you know, we got like Colin Palouse, who didn't play last year and he came in and he was, you know, 97, 98 in instructional league after being 92, 93. So, um, you know, it's interesting to see how we are. I really like Criswell coming out of Michigan. You know, he's got a live arm. So we have some live arms that just haven't played yet um and you know it's interesting to see where how they develop I mean uh, Soderstrom's I think got to be one of the top players in all of baseball I mean I watched this kid hit he's leading our major league camp at hitting I mean obviously it's a smaller sample size but you know I think he's got a bright future and we got some power and Kyle McCann and Drew Millis is, we haven't seen Drew Millis play and we drafted him in 19 and we haven't even seen him play yet and he's been really impressive so I'm very happy with where we're at. Um, you know, we have really good players. They work really hard. Uh, they're very motivated. Um, and so I, I, the group of guys to work with and develop down here is fantastic.
0: Has it been just to circle back to something that you said, has it been a con, uh, sort of a conscious effort to, to go after or to draft players with the sort of size velocity mix that you're, that you've mentioned?
1: I mean, that's probably a better question for Eric Kubota, you know, but, um, you know, I've said that on that draft, and, you know, I don't know the exact strategy. But I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the trend of where, you know, the industry is going is, you know, some high velocity. So it'll it'll swing back a little bit and where you are going to get some more polished guys. But there's a mix of everything uh, in our system. Like I said, we have some guys that can throw strikes and fill it up and spin breaking balls. And we've got some guys with some high velocity, too. So um, it's a little bit of a mix. I think they, you know, they go for the best available guy at the time. Uh, when we draft and maybe don't necessarily focus on you know positional stuff. Um but I think that's that's kind
0: of been the strategy. Well we've seen a few of the players this spring who are sort of on that cusp of uh of you know either making it to the to the major league roster or, or at least providing depth for the major league roster. Some of the starters like uh Jeffries, Caprillian Holmes, Dunchy, uh Nick Allen who you mentioned has gotten a good amount of playing time um, Buddy Reed was standing out in the outfield before uh, he went down with a quad strain uh, recently. For you, who who has uh, opened your eyes just in in the first half of camp and, and seeing these guys playing games?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think Dalton has thrown really well. I thought Cap pitched really good. Um, you know, those guys have been really really good. I think even Romero and Charles uh, in, in certain stints have have, have been good. I thought Nicks, you know, Nicks has obviously been a, a a you know, staple of his, and that's that hasn't changed with a year off, and he's starting to get a better understanding of what he needs to do at the plate. Um, so I think that's those are really critical. And then obviously, Buddy, we had him all last year, and he, you know he got off to camp. He, he's a plus plus defender with a plus plus arm, and so uh, you know he's been a nice surprise. Obviously, he got hurt, and, and we'll go from there. But uh, Cody Thomas, the guy we got the trade from the Dodgers, has been a nice looking player. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we're we're excited to see these guys get out and play.
0: With uh, with Buddy Reed, he he did say that um, the time he spent at the alternate site last year was um, he, he found that to be really valuable. Uh, was there anything specific that you guys sort of tried to emphasize with him or, or wanted him to um, to to work on to to develop?
1: No, I think Buddy's been. I think he's been trying to you know rework his swing for the last couple of years. He works with a guy out of Florida, uh, so I think a lot of it, you know, not being in competition uh, was, was kind of, you know, key for him to try to remake this swing, you know, for us to get a better understanding of what he wants to do at the plate, uh, listen to him, collaborate with him on, you know, what he feels like he needs to do to be a major league player and not, you know, not to worry about the results so much. And I think that was, that was probably the the comforting time for him. Sometimes you try to make changes in an off season, then you get to spring training and now you're trying to make a club and the season starts. Results. So sometimes, when you're trying to make these changes, some in this case for Buddy, it may have been more beneficial to be in an alternate side situation rather than in live competition.
0: I think the way that he put it was that um, he sort of was given freedom to to be more of who he is or wants to be as a hitter um, and overall as a player. Uh, and it sounds like maybe you were touching that a little bit by just kind of collaborating with him on, on what he sees uh, his potential being as a, as a hitter. What, what was it that he suggested he wanted to, to, to aim for or what kind of a hitter he wants to be? Whereas maybe he wasn't given that um, sort of freedom or option before.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think, I think we try to get, we work, try to work with all our players, you know, and not try to give them one way or another. And I think, you know, that was um, what Buddy wanted. We gave him that freedom. Uh you know, we, worked with what he wanted to do. It'd be very difficult to describe exactly what he's trying to do over the phone in an interview, but he has some ideas about how he wants his path to be. And of course, being a switch hitter, he's got to work on both sides of it. Um, He's obviously physically gifted. So, you know, when he can make consistent contact, he's got power uh, to all fields from both sides of the plate. So I think he's just kind of trying to tap into that, but he can also really run, you know, so he can, he can lay down a bunt and, and you know, he can get on base. You know, using his legs as well. So it's that combination of power and speed, and and he's just kind of continuing to hone
0: in on that. I mean, assuming health, uh, does he you know project to have an impact in the big leagues at some point? You think? Well, I think anybody that's you know going to be
1: double AA, A, triple A would would have, an, have a chance to make an impact. You know, depending on where we're at. So um, obviously, he we have a pretty set club up there in Oakland and a team that's got a lot of experience and won a lot of games the last three years. So, uh, yeah, but I, I think the biggest thing for a guy like Buddy is just go out and compete on a daily basis and put up numbers and, you know, put himself on the map. That's the, that's probably the biggest thing. He obviously he had really good numbers a couple of years ago when he was in A-ball and, you know, struggled a little bit in AA in 19, but you know, still showed some signs of, of what he can really do. So at this point, it's just, it's not about tools for him. We know he's got the tools. It's a matter of just put, building a body of work.
0: We've also gotten a look uh, at a few of the, the recent um, top draft picks. And you mentioned uh, Soderstrom, who uh, I I don't know the specific numbers off the top of my head, but I think at one point either yesterday or the day before, he was like four for his last five. And these are at-bats in, you know, the big league games with the, with the major league um, team and and he didn't you know he was another guy who did not play in games at all last year after being drafted at high school um just have you have you been impressed uh, to this point from of what you've seen uh from him in spring just you know given that he's still 19 and and at this point in his sort of development no absolutely
1: it's uh, he's been impressive since we you know saw him the first time in the site. i think the impressive thing is him you know with him is he's not going up and just like hacking at first pitch fastballs, which you can get a little bit fooled on in spring training. You know, a lot of pitchers are throwing first pitch heaters. And if you want to hit really well in spring training, that's probably the formula to do it is go up and attack the first pitch. And he's had a few two strike uh, hits. He's, you know, his exit velocity is high. Uh, He sees the ball, which, you know, it's, it's very rare to have a, that kind of command of the strike zone when you're that young as a hitter. And now you're doing it, you know for the first time in major league camp against you know big league pitchers or at least triple a type pitchers and big league guys coming in the end of the game yeah you can't not be impressed
0: yeah, i think I, defensively with him i think the uh, you know the question f- for the people posed when he was coming out uh in or in the draft was whether he will be a catcher long term i mean i know you guys said when uh when you drafted him that you do see the potential there for being a catcher long term and he has said that that that's where he wants to be right now, and he's um, sort of putting in the work to to get better there. Is that still something that you guys believe is is possible? Is that he can um, he can be behind the plate for a while?
1: We do, we do, and I mean, and you know, Bob Melvin, a big big league manager, has been really impressed with the progress he's made in a short period of time, and uh, he's convinced that he will be a, a big league catcher. So that's obviously high praise coming from a guy who's been around doing a long time and also was a catcher. So. Yeah, works. The growth he's made is in the last 12 months—not even 12 months, really—I guess eight or nine months on the catching side has has been quite remarkable. And um, Dave Ortiz and Marcus Jensen have done a great job with him, uh, really upping his catching skills. Yeah,
0: and then you mentioned the the shortstop um, position, and we've seen Logan Davidson in uh, quite a few games already. Um, and Bob Melvin noted that he looks a little bit stronger this spring looks like maybe he's put on some uh some muscle i wonder is that was that a point of emphasis uh from you guys for him to to maybe try to bulk up a little bit over the offseason or is that something that's naturally going to happen as he kind of develops a little bit more
1: yeah he you know he has the frame for it so i think just to, you know just a matter of him getting a, a full complement of a winner to, to work out and just getting older and starting to get his his man strength i think that's just it wasn't really said hey we need you to bulk up mm-hmm. at all uh, and whatever weight or strength gains he's had has been really good, but I agree. I, he's looked really healthy. He's looked really strong. He's made, he made a lot of improvements, uh, with his swing mechanically at the outside and, the, and has carried over. He has a better understanding of who he is as a hitter. Um, and he's, he's very mature as well. Uh, he's a, he's a true pro does everything right. Uh, has a great routine works on it every day. doesn't miss a beat. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't take a day off.
0: What were the uh, the swing kind of improvements or aspects that y- you guys were working on with him last year?
1: Most mostly postural stuff, uh, trying to keep a, stay in posture throughout the swing. That, that's probably the biggest thing for him um, that he's learned. You know, um, you know, not basically getting out of posture in the middle of the swing and
0: and then trying to play catch up. So, is he more polished from one side or the other? He said he feels pretty comfortable both sides.
1: Yeah, I'd say he's, I'd say he's fairly similar you say, i feel plays like a little bit a little bit more direct to the ball right handed probably got a little bit more flow to his swing left-handed but um it's it's pretty
0: equal and then just uh lastly uh with some of the younger pitching prospects that you mentioned uh with like like criswell or palouse um we did see some of those guys in, in the early spring games uh was there anything that kind of stood out to you anything that caught your eye with some of those those younger arms
1: well, like I said, it's just it's just the you know the velocity, the athleticism, um, you know the, the height, you know the leverage, the you know so it's kind of some of the things we haven't really had consistently in the last few years. So yeah, it's, we're excited about those guys, and they have got a little bit of action. They got a little bit of a taste of it, and so uh, you know hopefully we get them on the, kind of the same path that you know we had with Jeffries and Holmes and those guys, and then obviously Kaplan when we got him in a trade
0: and who among that prospect group overall um could you potentially see you know making making really significant strides to the point where you know maybe maybe they impact the big league club at some point this year maybe these are guys to sort of keep an eye on over the course of the season
1: yeah I don't think any of those young guys I mean would you know I mean (laughs) who knows but I I think it would be a long shot for anybody like a Criswell or a Palouse for those guys to to make an impact this year, I mean, after missing a whole year, I mean, we're gonna have to monitor their innings and watch their workload, and you know, we, we have investment in these kids, and there's no reason to rush them, uh, you know, at this point in their development.
0: I guess overall for the system, is it, is it mostly are, are you looking at the guys who are sort of on that cusp? Um, I think it's the next wave is the way that it's been described as those those are the guys who are sort of um, poised to maybe make uh, make the jump at some point if if needed, or are there other guys who maybe aren't in that uh, first sort of group uh, who could potentially make an impact to maybe some of the relievers that you mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was like uh, Romero and Charles, you know, those type of guys I could see, you know, maybe at some point having an impact this year um, in the big leagues. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, Ed, I think that's uh, that's all that uh, that we have for you today, but I really appreciate you uh, taking out the time joining us, and um, good luck going forward with the, the minor league camp and season. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, thanks again to Ed Sprague for joining us on A's Plus. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We'll be back with more soon on A's Plus. Thanks for listening.